What we focus on will become our reality. I wear so many different hats as a mom, as a business owner, you know, when I was a teacher, um, as a partner with my husband. I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. There's so many things that either I feel I need to take on or I just take on. And I enjoy wearing those hats, but a lot of things that happen in your life require guidance and help and support. So I think to build those new habits, you need that guidance and someone who won't let you quit. Because when you wear all those different hats, life happens, roadblocks pop up and you have a choice to make. Are you going to feed your RAS, the reticular activating system? Okay, what else can go wrong today? Because if you do that, and you start building those habits, other things will go wrong. You will start to have other things pop up that cause the day to be a complete mess. But if you start to build habits where you can calmly deal with things in a healthy way, then you're not going to fix all the problems. I can't get rid of them, but you can develop a habit so you don't explode and that you don't feel stressed. And we feed that you know negative self-talk to us that what's the neighbor going to think if I take her to daycare? And I'm home, you know, when really the neighbor's got her own shit going on, yes. <laughs> you know, and she doesn't, maybe it crosses her mind if you bring it up to her, you know, but she's not really, I mean, maybe you got somebody who's got nothing going on, but in most cases, yeah. no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are. Help Me See is a podcast based in intention purpose and heart vulnerable real conversations challenging the norms and empowering you to harness your intentional vision for your purposeful life around here we're not about the small talk we're unpacking all of the unnecessary crap that we've carried with us for far too long some of these episodes are solo style i like to call them my little audio journal with my innermost thoughts that leave me thinking am i the only one that feels like this and then some super inspiring guests having conversations that i truly feel like are needed in today's world listen into a new episode every wednesday and leave inspired by your everyday with the deep peace of knowing that you're not alone and have the innate power to make this life count. Have you ever just felt like you're missing it and you're not even sure what it is? And then all of a sudden you look back at like baby pictures of your kid and you don't even understand where the time went in the most cliche way. That's why I created Nostalgia Now. Imagine if you were able to just activate your nostalgia vision in any given moment and just know that you're really seeing it, that you're really experiencing your good old days now. That's what we do in Nostalgia Now. Nostalgia Now is a monthly membership that is filled with doable, sustainable practices that we'll actually carry with us in our lives. We meet once a month where we connect and make things on purpose, where we actually do something with the photos that just sit on our phone of our precious memories. Join us at the intersection of photographic practice, connecting to your truth and creative expression so that you can live more of your life on purpose. Because I'm just opening this beautiful community, I have a special offer. If you join with a buddy or a bestie, 
you get half off. You each get half off your monthly membership fee for the duration for as long as you stay in your membership. So if you buddy up, you both get half off. Have the peace of mind of knowing you'll never have to say, I wish I knew how important that was at the time. Click the link in the show notes or link in bio on Instagram. Find out everything you need to know. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. I am very excited because this week uh, we have our Nostalgia Now call. For those that are part of Nostalgia Now, my monthly membership, you guys know that this month's intention is choice to choose. And it's really in line with this um, this week's episode with Coach Kate McCauley. She helps women manage stress by building everyday habits so they can be happier and healthier at work and at home. Kate left uh, a very long, uh, super successful career in teaching uh, in the school system to uh, go out on her own and be a wellness coach. And she shares some really juicy tips, some like actual strategies that she shares with her clients on how to manage tapping into your inner voice during stressful situations. Before we get into the show, though, I did want to let you know that I have a really exciting free offer. So I took um, one lesson. So it's lesson 10 out of module four in my uh, five-week online course, Manifest Your Memories, um, and I've given you access to it. All you have to do is sign up to check it out. It's simple, doable, easy ways to remember your actual life. It's called See Nostalgia Now. This came before my membership. It was the original Nostalgia Now version. (laughs) It is three main ways in bunch of different examples about how you can effortlessly and sustainably capture some really important, intimate, quiet moments of your life. Um, and just reminds you that you do not need to rely on a professional photographer. You don't have to choose between being present and taking the photo. You are the only one that can capture the most precious and intimate and important moments of your life. And I want to gift you this guide. So if you head to the show notes, I will put the link. And when you sign up with your name and email address and request your free access, I will personally enroll you in this free mini course. So go ahead, go to the show notes, click the link, and please let me know. Let me know what you end up taking, what moments you end up saving uh, with one of these super simple super simple ways to document your goodness. Okay, now on with the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. Today we have Coach Kate McCauley on, and I am so excited to speak with her. Um, Kate and I connected just recently, but it was a instant friendship here, so I can't wait to get started in our conversation. Kate, how are you? And thank you so much for coming on the show. I am doing well, Bianca, and I would agree right away. I had a vibe with you that <laughs> I loved. You know, it was it was a connection, just that woman to woman connection that was pretty cool. So I am grateful to be here and excited to chat today. Yeah, so much so. So when we just connected and you asked how I was, I was like, mm, 
know. We, honestly, it's like we have known each other forever. It's a, it's a really weird connection. I love <laughs> it. You know, we're just going to chat on here. I, I, I foresee us, you know, oh. hanging out <laughs> virtually oh, or whatever in the future. <laughs> there's more to come. Yeah. Um, so I've got a little bit of your background, but I want the listeners to be able to hear straight from you a little bit of your background story and what's led you here today as a health coach helping others. So my story has twists and turns, a lot of different parts of my journey led me to where I am today as a health coach, but I was in the public school system as an educator for 20 years up until last April. And towards the end of 2015, I would say I decided that it was probably time for a change, but in true Kate fashion, it took me a long time to decide where I was going to be and land. So I decided in 2020 to get certified as a health coach. I started my own business. I have absolutely always loved to help people in general be happy and healthy. I did that as an educator. I do that within mom groups, with friendships. It's just, I am that person where people say like, Kate, what do you think? And I love to learn. I have a passion for learning. So I'm always getting some new certification, learning some new tricks to help people be happy and healthy. So. I have decided now that it is my purpose and I work full time in my coaching business to help women be happier and healthy through building habits that they can use every single day at work at home so that they can manage the stress of life that we all have. You said the magic word habits that that word I feel like makes it instantly feel so much more attainable. Can you speak a little bit why as to why you focus in on the habits? So our brain is a mini computer. I talk with all of my clients the first time we chat. And if they're on social media with me, they see me talking about it all the time. We literally can retrain our brain. What we focus on will become our reality. So you can build these new habits. There's tricks to do it. You know, I teach my clients how to stack habits with other habits, like putting your shoes on, brushing your teeth that we do every day just to get through the day you can add healthy habits in there and your brain will start to focus on, this is what I do now. This is a habit. And you can shift the habits that maybe you're not happy about into new healthy habits. It's not a magic pill to fix every area of your life, but you can make changes and there's science behind it. I you know, do a simple thing with my clients, teaching them about the reticular activating system and they're amazed. Like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, I I really can feel that change when I just say something random to them to focus on. And then they start to notice it takes work to build a habit, but they start to notice that this is just who they become. That is so cool. What do you find to be the, um, the gap in time where the, the, because really the part about changing the habit is the uncomfortable beginning. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I can see how that would replace a previous habit. But what do you find to be that gap in the middle? Like what? Oh, I call it the messy get? middle. I call the it messy the, middle. the messy middle actually with my clients. We talk about that a lot. So the part in the beginning is hard. It takes some guidance and work to get there. There are different tools you can do. I mean, as a health coach, I keep them accountable. I think you need a strategy, how to change your behavior, baby steps get you there. Uh, I do think that it's important that you don't quit on yourself. 
you know, that's what I do as a health coach, make sure the women I work with don't quit because I mean, everyone has roadblocks that come up in their life, but just speaking personally as a woman, I wear so many different hats as a mom, as a business owner, you know, when I was a teacher, um, as a partner with my husband, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. There's so many things that either I feel I need to take on or I just take on and I enjoy wearing those hats. But a lot of things that happen in your life require guidance and help and support. So I think to build those new habits, you need that guidance and someone who won't let you quit. Because when you wear all those different hats, life happens, roadblocks pop up and you have a choice to make. Are you going to feed your RAS, the reticular activating system? Okay, what else can go wrong today? Because if you do that and you start building those habits, other things will go wrong. You will start to have other things pop up that cause the day to be a complete mess. But if you start to build habits where you can calmly deal with things in a healthy way, then you're not going to fix all the problems. I can't get rid of them, but you can develop a habit so you don't explode and that you don't feel stressed. And, you know, I used to have the eye tick at work and headaches and things like that, you know? So I think that part at the end that you don't quit on it and you keep going. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of research out there about habits. Some people say 21 days from what I've found that that is actually not true, that somebody Mm -hmm. made that up somewhere. And I forget exactly who did that, but it really is just consistency doing it over and over again and training your brain because your brain will want to be right. You know, it will keep pushing to say, okay, this is what I do. Like if you say to yourself, uh, I'm going to focus on hearts out in nature, you will start to see them. You know, if you're thinking about buying a car and different things, you will start to see that those red cars or whatever color you're thinking, your brain wants to answer those questions for you, whether you ask them yourself or someone else asks them. So it will become a habit when you start to put these things into your life. Yes. Your brain wants to answer those questions. That's so powerful. And also Mm -hmm. something that I more so recently learned through a book that I was reading is that the way you internalize like your, (laughs) how did they put it? Your, um, like your brain and your processing system doesn't register humor, like, you know, like the self-deprecating humor or the whatever. So the things that you say, uh, the way you internalize it, it's even though you have the sense of humor and you're interpreting it in that way, you're right. the way you're internalizing it isn't like it's like taking everything as fact. Is that right? Right. So, so you're talking about your self talk, I guess. Yeah. You know, maybe you're making a joke about it. Yes. You know, um, yes, your brain will believe that to be true. They will not say, haha, that was funny yeah. that you just called <laughs> yourself that. Like, you know, like I'm always fat. Like, oh, this is what I do. Well, then that is what you're going to do, you know, and you can shift that, but it does take work, you know, Mm -hmm. so, and you, you have to retrain your brain. Just like, just like if you've ever had a conversation with someone and you say, Hey, remember that movie, that guy that was in that movie. And you start to both think about what was his name and you can't remember it. And you'll say to each other, it'll pop into my head. It'll be like three o'clock in the morning or it'll be, I'll be washing the dishes and I'll be like, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise was in that movie, you know, and then you'll text someone and say it was Tom Cruise it, this, or whoever it was in the movie. Your brain is literally going through the files 
that you have fed to yourself. So same with the comments, you know, you might be thinking you're joking, talking with one of your friends or coworkers or whoever, when you're making a joke about yourself, but you're telling your brain, this is who I am. You know, you have to kind of go through those files. Sometimes your brain is looking for like, wait, does she really think this about herself? But if you keep saying it, that's what your brain's going to think is true. Yeah. I'm right now. You keep saying files. I'm just thinking about what my desktop looks like. And I'm like, all right, I need to come to whoever moment right now. (laughs) Clear it all out. Um, What something I wanted to touch on was what do you think is the most common thing that you see um, that holds people back from like living a life that they love or, you know, making those changes when they know that that's what they want to do? I would say the, that they don't believe they can, they have this fear behind it that they, you know, I'm afraid if I, if I do this, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm, it's hard for me to pick if I say they don't believe enough in themselves or the fear. I think there's a combination there that, you know, they're worried about what other people will think. Uh, You know, I just talked with a phenomenal client who was talking about mom guilt and how when she had to be a working mother for her firstborn, that she felt an immense level of guilt that she had to leave him at daycare. And then when she was able to be a stay-at-home mom for baby number two, she was so excited initially, but then said, I don't love this. I want to let her go to daycare so I can get some things done. But it was that fear of judgment you know, that was holding her back from making changes that would be healthy for her in her Mm -hmm. life, you know? So I, I guess if I had to pick one, I would, I would lean more towards the fear, right? That that's, it's a fear of, and it's probably an unrealistic fear, but we believe it. We feed that, you know, negative self-talk to us that what's the neighbor going to think if I take her to daycare and I'm home? You know, when really the neighbors got her own shit going on, (laughs) you know, and she doesn't, maybe it crosses her mind if you bring it up to her, you know, Mm -hmm. but she's not really, I mean, maybe you got somebody who's got nothing going on, but in most cases, no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are, but that's here and that judgment to get past that, to create the new habit. I think it's something in all areas of our lives that we experience, whether it's wellness, your wellness journey, your journey as a mom, going into business for yourself, that that just fear. And it's once you get past it, it's, it's a, it's on, you're on the other side. You're almost are like, I'm just putting it all out there now. Oh yeah. (laughs) From the shackles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just show up as your whole self and it's, it's liberating. Yeah. You know, it feels like even no matter what the actual fear, like how big or how small or whatever it is, I think that it sounds like the biggest um, breakthrough might be just recognizing that it is a story you're telling yourself. Yeah. Like just recognizing the difference between fact and a story, a narrative that you're creating that may or may not have different layers of truth in it. Absolutely. Um, can you share, do you have a personal experience you could pull from in this? I know. I, I mean, you must have some with uh, sure. your recent uh, venture into entrepreneurship. Yes. I, I would say that's most recently, that's probably, I have a ton of, I could talk days and days with you about the mom <laughs> side of my life, 
you know, but I would say jumping into being uh, my own boss in this business, I definitely had some fears of judgment, what other people think about me, you know, who the hell does she think she is to leave her job? She was, who leaves after 20 years of being an educator? And I'm going to just throw it right out there. I was a really good educator. I made a, a huge impact on my students. I did a lot of things in the school community, probably why it was shocking to my coworkers, my close friends, my family, and former students, current students, like, you're what? You're leaving? But then to fully jump into my business where I am now, it was scary. You know, there's behind the scene things of that fear and that judgment. But once I got past that and realized when I did reach out to different people on a personal level and then professional level, I got positivity flowing back to me because I got past that fear of judgment and put myself out there. You know, I have a lot to offer to people, but, you know, I was thinking, what are the neighbors thinking? Just like that mom guilt, you know, who the hell does this woman think she is that she's just going to say, well, I'm, I'm this, that, and the other thing. Well, I, I am that, you know? <laughs> so when you own it, it, it's pretty awesome to feel that, but it, just like the health coaching journey I do with women to transform into those new habits, you have to create habits. So I had to show up every day. I had to, you know, reach out to people like you and say like, Hey, this is what I do. I have to, you know, go to different events and, you know, put myself out in that area where people can see me because people need me. And I want to serve those people who need me. And uh, honestly, it's kind of selfish that I didn't do it sooner. Oh my gosh. Oh you know? my God. I love, love that. Yeah. What, can you remember like what you said it took you a while to mm -hmm. finally make the plunge, but then once you did, it's just like, it sounds like pedal to the metal. Yes, <laughs> but do you yeah. remember what it was that like helped you like tap into your inner voice and like really hear what you wanted? Because I think that sometimes when we, like you hear what you start thinking about what will they think or what will she think? Mm -hmm. Um, you can kind of confuse that when it stays in your brain with what am I thinking, you right. know, like, where is that separation? So how are you able to tap into yourself? I was working with a coach. I have a business coach who is phenomenal. She is, you know, she was on the cover of Forbes. Like she is, she is the guru. She is someone you could reach out to who has traveled the path. You know, and that's why I'm successful now with clients because I've traveled that path of toxic relationships, toxic work environment. I've lived it. I've gone through it. I've done, you know, the research and I've worked with people who help me pull it out. And really, it's like holding a mirror up. It's it's within every woman I work with. It's within inside them. Like you said, how do, you just have to figure out how to tap into it. You have to have that right connection with someone who can give you the strategy. And, you know, I used to say, well, you know, I was a teacher. Well, no, I am an educator. I'm just doing it different now. I had to yeah. shift my words, change your words is yeah. what probably the biggest thing that my coach, I mean, she gave me a lot of valuable tools, but change your words, what I'm saying to myself, you know, mm -hmm. to put myself out there to reach my goals. I had to flip the script, change the words. So powerful. And that, 
I mean, it might sound like splitting hairs, but it is not. That is huge. I, I was a teacher. I am an educator. Right. <laughs> like right. your, I, your, whatever you hold near and dear to you isn't gone just because you're not going into that building every exactly. day. You're the one, <laughs> you are the portal for it all. So that exactly. small delineation is so impactful. And I, I would even pause right now to whoever's listening. Like, can you think of something that you say flippantly, like, oh, I was this, or I, I'd love to do that, that take a moment to recognize that you, that is you right now, right, right here. Right. Um, own your, own your own skills it. of awesomeness. I mean, there's so many different skills that people have just through their life journey. You know, it doesn't have to be what your career was, but things that you've experienced that you got through and you could now help someone else do that. We don't take ownership of that strength and those skills that, you know, you followed a roadmap to get there. You maybe weren't realizing it during the process, but you did, you did something along the way to get to where you are today. And we don't own that enough. We go back and say, well, I, I was this, or I was that, or downplay it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And that's, I'm not sure why we do that. Maybe it's that fear and judgment of what other people think, but once you get past that, there's so much opportunity out there to help other people and serve people who need that. Because although your journey is unique, there's a lot of people who travel a similar path that you're traveling and they need somebody to guide them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, own those skills. Anyone who's listening right now, you know, don't downplay it, own them and yell on top from the mountains, go up and say, yes, (laughs) I I did this. I'm awesome. Look at me here. Whatever it is that your passion is, own it. And go, the world needs you. Get out there. I, uh, there was an exercise in a program that I was in where it had you list like all of your experiences. Like what, what is it that you're passionate about and list all of the experiences and like how they're relevant to that. And you're, you surprise yourself with how much you've done. Like when you think about all of the courses or all of the just literal life experiences, which let's be honest, that's the most important part of the application, you know, like all of these degrees, like what I learned in high school, I don't remember. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, college was like amazing, but at the same time, it's like everything that since then has been like the game changer part. So make a list. (laughs) Yeah. I, I used to Google, what else can I do with my teaching degree? when I knew I wanted to somehow make an exit strategy out and, you know, I didn't know where I was going to land. I would have never guessed that I would be owning my own business, you know, five years, even two years ago, I would not have thought that. Um, but I had a shift to that skills that you're talking about. I stopped Googling what else can I do with my teaching degree? Because it was just leading me to other school districts. And I knew that that was not the path that I wanted to continue down It just, I was living my purpose when I was there, but it was time for something new. But when I realized that I could look at what skills do I have, Mm -hmm. it was a game changer. Mm -hmm. And anyone who is, you know, if someone's a business owner on here, someone happens to share our chat somewhere along the, you know, path Mm -hmm. of life, you need to look at that within people. You know, don't just, yeah, sure. They could have a long list of degrees and this, that, and the other thing, but ask them what their skills are, you know, how they, how they can treat others. The things that I have done as a mother, I could run, I could run half the, you know, state of Pennsylvania. You know, (laughs) I have three kids and 
the the things that I have done as a mother and then as a working mother, now a mother who you know is running a business, there's so many skills. So I I wish employers, you know, we're in this shift of people looking for happier workplaces. I wish employers, and I think some are, but I wish they would all start to look at that. Look at these skills. I think that what we're but what we're circling on is has a lot to do with um well, when we talked about not downplaying, but to like recognizing that subtle, like the nuance of like what you're feeling, because when you left your job, like you said it here that you were good at it and you did really well and it was fulfilling for you. So you don't have to be, you know, miserable in order to feel the very true pull to make a change for yourself. Um, do you have a, a strategy in which that you use that you could share or anything to comment on that? So a strategy that I love to share and I use it myself, I share it with people I work with. If I'm in workshops or speaking engagements, it's a technique called rain. And sometimes I say, let's make it rain or let it rain. However, it resonates with you so that you can remind yourself to use rain. A lot of my clients say, make it rain. Um, what you do is you go through the four stages of rain. So I'm going to just tell you what they stand for, and then I'll dig a little deeper. R stands for recognize. A is allow. I is investigate. And N is nurture. And when it's very quick. So if you're in a situation that you're dealing with, you move through rain quickly. It's not like you have to sit down and do this for three hours. This is like while you're in the moment, it's all about mindfulness and being just in it and letting yourself experience whatever it is you're dealing with. So you can use this, you know, as a mom, if you're dealing with your kids, you know, um, symptoms from menopause, whatever it is that is affecting you strongly, you can use this technique. So when you're in the beginning stage of recognizing, you literally, you know, let's say, I'll give you an example. I have a teenage daughter and whew, is that, that should probably be enough said right there. But she is, she has all the best qualities of myself and my husband, and she has all the best qualities of myself. I'm just going to put that there. So I, I can be, you know, very passionate. So when you're a teenager and you're very passionate about, you know, being on your phone with your friends at, on the weekend till as long as you want, you know, this isn't going to fly with me. And then we, I, we've talked about this. We're fighting back and forth, you know, and I'm saying to her, how many times, you know, and I'm ready to freak out and explode. I can use rain here. Now it doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of her teenage drama. I can't get rid of the problem, but the way I react to it and how my body responds, it can be healthier. And what, when I'm in the recognized stage, I recognize, okay, I'm angry here or I'm feeling mom guilt that I wasn't, you know, I, I had an event last weekend and, you know, she was home and now maybe I should let her like stay on this phone and have this extra time, whatever it is you're feeling, you know, sadness, anger, guilt in the recognized stage, you just do something called noting and you know, simply note to yourself, this is what I'm feeling. You don't have judgment around it. You're not saying, I can't believe that I'm, you know, feeling guilty about this again, or, you know, like I shouldn't be sad or grief, whatever it is that is, you know, creeping in, no judgment. You're just saying, this is anger. This is sadness. This is grief, whatever it is. And then you move to the allow stage where you let yourself feel it. And sometimes you can continue the conversation 
and or moment that you're in or other times you might have to take a step away and say, I need to just give myself a minute. You know, if you're at work and you, I, I have to step out for a minute, you know, if you're in a stressful situation and the sink's overflowing, you know, and you want to kill someone because you've been telling, you know, your husband or someone, Hey, I told you that this was draining. Like I'm freaking out now. Let me just take a breath and move away. But you allow yourself to experience. You don't push down. If it's the anger, the sadness, the grief, you don't push it or try to ignore it. You just let yourself be. And it moves pretty quickly. This is like a minute or two. You're moving through it. And as you're allowing it, you move into step I of RAIN, which is investigate. A key part here is to investigate with kindness so that you're not too harsh on yourself and that judgmental part doesn't come in again. You literally almost are like your best friend or a detective outside looking in, like you're walking around the situation and thinking, why am I feeling this way? What else is going on here? You know, am I feeling guilty that I am, I missed her track meet because I had work to do and I I had to do that. I had to support the family. Is this the guilt that I'm feeling or, you know, am I just thinking, you know, I, I, I can't believe she's doing this again or, or do I see myself in her and think I want to, I want to fix that. Whatever it is, I'm investigating there with kindness and saying like, okay, well, this is what it is. And you're saying, why, how come I'm feeling that? Is there something else going on that's making me freak out on my daughter right now? So many things, but you're almost outside looking in, in that investigation part. And then the end part, you don't have to really do so much with the end part. You've already let yourself experience and go through the investigation. You're just nurturing it now. This is really the treasure. You just let yourself feel it and say, okay, it, this is, it is what it is. And I'm going to allow this to happen because if you don't do something like rain or another technique similar to this, you will have screaming matches. And I always like to say that when you get to that level, you're not solving anything. It's just chaos, just complete chaos when within your body, within your communication with others. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it's, it's funny, I can really see, and we chatted about this before, how, even though when we're breaking it down, it seems like you're having like a whole introspective diatribe with yourself, but really, you move through it very quickly, very quick, very quickly. Yeah, but very- um, the power and the, the peace in being able to like scratch the itch and understanding a little bit more underneath the hood of what's going on, I feel like is such a good diffuser. And even if it's not, even if you're still, you know, heightened in your emotions, um, I I feel like it's empowering to just have a better understanding of like why you are reacting the way you are reacting to something that's coming up. Absolutely. And it gives you an opportunity to come back. You can reflect sometimes, you know, even though you're doing it in the moment, you know, this, my daughter's still going to have her teenage drama, but Mm -hmm. then I can reflect later and say like, listen, uh, I was, this is what I was experiencing. I just want to talk to you. You need to go to bed at a healthy time. And then you can calmly talk with her and you can also say to her, you know, when you're mad at me, like you, my kids sometimes are like, oh, here she comes again. Use this technique. Try this. You know, they're like, great. My mom, my mom's coaching people. So we get to try all the, the tools. <laughs> <laughs> but her, it's funny, you know, she rolls her eyes at me, but I see her doing it. And like, and I see her friends, you know, talking about it and like that they're, 
they just know that this is a skill that you can use and work on, you know, and it's maybe not something that she's going to use every single time, but she knows that it's there. She sees that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where I I flip out and then I use rain, (laughs) bring it back down. And, you know, I might need an apology in there, but she sees that as a woman that you can, you know, get under the hood there and think about it and you should, and it's okay to, you know, as opposed to, I can't feel this. Let me ignore this. Let me push this away. I, all the shoulds in the world, you know, just ban that word. That's like the worst S word. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's a tough one for people to get past all the, you know, everyone thinks I should, or (laughs) I should. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so when you've kind of given this tool, this resource to your clients, what, what do you see, um, becomes the impact of it, um, when it is implemented and when it, it becomes a habit? So this is a fan favorite of my clients. Anytime I ask them to talk about, you know, to give me a testimonial and say, Hey, could you tell, you know, me a little bit so I can share it with other people. They will say, Oh, I loved rain. Your voice floats through my brain sometimes, Kate, and I'm about to freak out. You know, my son is in trouble again at school. They called again and, you know, I make it rain. And instead of exploding, We calmly dealt with the situation, you know, so I feel like they don't explode when we let things build up and we, you know, sometimes want to just ignore uh, our feelings towards it. They use the technique so they don't totally freak out because then it leads to other issues. The power of taking a pause, right? Yes. Taking a beat for yourself and not feeling the pressure of now, 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 like react now, have the answers now, do now. Just take a minute for yourself and yeah, just, reflect just on what you it. really need. Just be, in, be it, in it. Let it happen. No judgment. So that's what mindfulness is, really. Just be in the moment. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This just it reminds me of like my version of doing this is with photographs and like when I take photos. And so I, I'm going to have a little fun kind of comparing the rain strategy with what I do with my photographs yeah. and find some comments. That was a big part of my training, actually. I did a, um, a course with a woman at Yale and she talked about photographs for a lot of different reasons that, you know, that we can savor that moment being mindful, something we enjoy also things that can be tough. You know, like I took a picture of my son yesterday, (laughs) speaking of photographs and he does a running thing every Sunday and it was started to rain and he's my guy that has a lot of unique issues. So I'm like, Oh shit. He is going to flip out and not do this race, like because of the rain. But like he, he, this is the only thing he really does. Like he's doing this race today, you know. So I'm like mindset setting him all over the place. But I snapped a picture of him, miserable, completely miserable. And we went under tree. I'm like, look, look, we'll we'll be out of the rain. Let's go under this like tree area. And he was just freaking miserable. And I took a picture of him. And then my husband happened to have a work raincoat in the car. He gave it to him. He put that in. I took another picture of him. He was a little less miserable. He beat his time yesterday because I was like, you can do this. Come on. Who cares that it's raining? I was like the like ultimate like health coach mindset work going on. And oh. the kid beat his, had his personal best. And I took a picture of him at the end of the race. I, I, I love that you brought the photos up. And oh he, I showed him. I said, look. 
remember how you felt there. It's okay to feel that. That's that's the rain, you know, like let yourself be in that and then move past it and deal with it. And then now look at this picture here. And he's miserable. He's completely miserable in that first picture. <laughs> but I still have it on my phone. I'm not going to erase it. It's oh my gosh, that's so funny. I just made a post about my, taking sad photos. Actually, my last podcast episode was... Oh, really? Okay. Taking sad photos. Yeah. yeah. I so believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm that mom who, when you go to get the pictures with Santa or Easter Bunny, like, you know, first off, it's kind of weird when you think about it, like this huge... Yeah. Thing beast like what rabbit is that size that we sit on his lap but anyway um they're like miserable and the photography people are always like well we'll keep taking them I'm like nope I want that one and they're like yeah are you kidding I'm like yeah it's okay that the little one's screaming and the other one looks terrified and my oldest is happy as can be smiling you know that's what that's what life is perfect yeah (laughs) and I love I love looking back on them because I mean, nobody, the, none of them all smile at the same time, you know, and he was afraid of that bunny, you know, so I, I like that. I like your, uh, your theory there. I'll have to go look at that post that you put up. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Kate, how can people find you and learn more about you? So you can find me popping some positivity and some mindfulness tips on um, Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram handle is health underscore coach, underscore Danu. And Danu is spelled D-A-N-U. She's an Irish mythical goddess. That's who I named my company after. Yes. Love it. Um, I'm also on Facebook. It's uh, Danu dot or Danu dash wellness on there. And then my website is www.shop.danunow.com. And that's where you can find um, some steps for being healthy. I share with anybody who's interested in those. I can drop those right into your inbox. And then if you wanted to set up a discovery call, if anybody was interested, so that's where they can find me. And I, I, I would love to connect. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for stopping by. This has been so helpful. And I hope, I hope that our, some of our listeners make it rain. I hope they do too. (laughs) They can tell everybody about it if they need to make it rain. (laughs) It was so awesome to talk with you. Thank you. I'm grateful for our little chat today. It was great. Thank you so much, Kate. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.